With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. What's up? This is your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. Three, two, one. Hey, what up? Welcome in. I'm Doug Gottlieb, and this is All Ball. Um, Bill Self is our guest. He's been a, uh, a friend of mine for, I mean, I guess 20 years. I mean, we respect, when, we were at, when I was at Oklahoma State, he was at Tulsa. We had a, an incredible amount of respect for uh, Coach Self back then. Of course, he beat him when he was at Oral Roberts as well. He beat Oklahoma State at Oral Roberts, beat him at Tulsa, and then Coach Sutton stopped playing him, rightfully so. He just won the national championship. We'll talk about that team. We'll talk about some other stuff, him getting into coaching. We'll, we'll talk name, image, and likeness things a- as well. Um, I, I also I also wanted to point out, and it's really, really important when we're looking at these NBA playoffs, Okay, some of the markers for, that you need if you want to be competitive in 2022. And the versatility needed on the defensive side of the ball is so apparent. Guy, I really like the construction of the Celtics team. Like, I don't know if they can, you know, it, you know, if they absolutely win this series, but their versatility, the ability to just throw numbers of six five to six eight, six nine dudes at Kevin Durant, length, strength, athleticism, and then offensively, you know, they can all shoot. You know, except for Robert Williams, who's a rim protector dunker. So I, I think sometimes you have to look at Miami and the versatility of I mean, Trey Young was like he would dribble into switches, but I mean, Bam Adebayo is a tremendous defender. Jimmy Butler, uh, just kind of go through the list of guys they have. They can all guard. There's there was just no mismatches that could be created. So I, I think when when you're looking at teams and how they're constructed, that's a very very important element. All right, our last pod was Adam Finkelstein. 
He's a recruiting guru, and we talked a lot about recruiting. Bill Self, uh, I, 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 you're going to love this, okay? There's so much good stuff in historically growing up, Oral Roberts, uh, played Oklahoma State, um, some Wayman Tisdale stuff in there, getting the Kansas job. Winning two national championships, also name, image, likeness. So, without further ado, he's the head coach of the University of Kansas. Um, he just won his second national title. They've won what seems like a bajillion Big 12 titles. And I asked him about retiring. I asked him about name, image, and likeness. I asked him about what he learned from his failures early in his career, um, including. Why he's not a member at Southern Hills. There's just a million things in here. You're going to love it. Here's my conversation with Bill Self. So, let's start here. Um, Your first memories of basketball. Uh, My first memory of basketball occurred in Morse, Oklahoma. And uh, my father was the high school coach in Morse, which was a small school there. Uh, And they didn't hang a Nerf hoop on the bathroom door, they literally nailed an iron reel hoop to the bathroom door, which was about two foot tall, whatever. And that's the first, my first memory of anything. And I don't know why I remember that, but I I remember uh, uh, them doing that. And then I could take a ball and maybe I was big enough then or old enough uh, uh, or strong enough to actually lift it over the, uh, over the rim. But uh, uh, I don't think they had nerve hoops back then, like, like I had. Uh, a little bit later, but I had the real iron hoop that I was hanging on the rim at age two. What was that? Did you go to your dad's practices? Were you always around or was that like the job? And he was, you, you, he did that separation of like a church and state. Type deal. Uh, 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 I actually uh, uh, don't remember any of that. I don't remember going to a practice. My, <coughs> my dad uh, only coached until I was about three. And, uh, he, uh, he won a state championship and, and got out of coaching and went into the school supply business. So, uh, uh, and then my next memory of basketball with him is he became a superintendent of schools right after that when I was like uh, uh, maybe six years old, maybe six, maybe five or six. And then all I remember is going to work with him, him opening the gym, and I just lived in the gym from that point forward. Did he coach you as a kid? Uh, in the driveway all the time probably just like probably just like bob did with you to be honest with you uh uh, but but he was never my coach but i spent more time with him and my sister did too in the driveway and i promise you nobody knew how to get open one pass away better than i did or my (laughs) sister because we worked on that all the time do you give him the hand you don't give him the hand what's that so what was the what was the technique you got you well, the thing about it is, if you're going to go back door, you never, ever stop. So the way you do it is if you're going to shake and go back door, you always give the hand. The hand tells you this is where we're going and we're not stopping. If you give the hand and you stop, then you've totally screwed it up. That was what he always taught us when I was young. And 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 we ran an offense in college that was kind of a semi-delay game. I guarantee it. If we got to that point, that means we're leading. I'd, I'd, I'd shoot two layups a game off of that just because of what he taught me. Uh, yeah, my dad was, he's big on getting open too, right? Yeah, but it was, it was about like 
you know, creating contact and like get into them and give them a push, give them a shove, get open. Like, well, well, you know what? It, it, it's that way now, yeah. and you're younger. But but back then, you know, when when, when you know in the in the uh, uh, late '60s, early '70s, it wasn't quite like that yet, and and so we uh, uh, we did a lot of trying to uh, understand how to have footwork on how to get open all the time. How good were you in high school? Uh, I was I was uh, I was a good high school player that was an, a very average athlete. So uh, uh, I got a, I, I I probably got a lot done with my with my athleticism, but, uh, you know, I, 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 I was a good player. I, I was, uh, uh, like you in this regard, I don't want to say I was a, as good a passer by any stretch, but I, I, I saw the game two passes ahead yeah. and, and, and I had great, I had great, I, I did have good feel for that, but I will tell you this, when I took the job at Kansas, my first team meeting, Keith Langford, you remember Keith asked me, what kind of player were you? And I said, well, I was, I was, you know, heady, uh, great post feeder, great post feeder, uh, uh, good team defender. And then he said, in other words, can't play. So that was kind of, uh, that's kind of what I was. I was just, I was just a, I was just a good solid guy, but nothing special. So why Oklahoma State? Well, I, 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 you know, everybody where I grew up, Edmund, not everybody was a huge Sooner football fan. Everybody loves Sooner football, everybody. And, uh, uh, I always went against the grain. So I, I was always a Cowboy fan, uh, even though, you know, uh, Coach Switzer was in his prime, in his heyday uh, during that time. So uh, I wanted to go somewhere that was a, not quite as popular. And uh, and plus, they're the only ones that really offered me a scholarship. I had some scholarship offers at a low level, but they were the biggest ones that offered me. And uh and uh, all my buddies were going to school there, or half my buddies were going to school there. So it, it, it was a basketball decision because that was the best offer I had. It was also a personal decision. I got to be with my boys. And so uh, that's why I picked. Um, so, you know, like, it's, again, so, it's so hard for anyone to look at yesterday without the lens of today. But, like, Stillwater then. Oklahoma State basketball then, Gallagher Iba then, very very different, right? What what? If you close your eyes and you said, "This is what it was like when I showed up on campus to play basketball at Oklahoma State," what was it like? It was a uh, uh, an unbelievable building that was tired, and, and, and you've heard all the stories. Uh, uh, the new building, uh, the renovations when it's full it's ever been as good as what it was before when it, when it, when it was full and small, but back then it was 6,671 people. Uh, uh, the loudest place I've ever been in still to today. Uh, the place is loud there. Now it's loud. And now in Fieldhouse. I'd never heard it loud. Like it was in Gallagher back when I played, we had, uh, uh give you an example. Uh, I went to an OU OSU wrestling match when OU was ranked high, and of course we were the best wrestling team in the country, hands down, pretty much every year, us, Iowa State or Iowa, whatever. And uh, uh, I went there, and and you remember uh, uh, Dr. Death? Yeah, and, I've, uh, I've, and I've heard stories of this wrestling match, but again, it's, 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 the most, it's the most unbelievable thing ever because OU is beating us. 
going into the heavyweight match. We had a, uh, a huge guy named Mitch Shelton, and he's going against Steve Williams, who was also the starting tackle on the football team, Dr. Death, and he went on to, to uh, uh, World Wrestling, whatever. That was his name, Dr. Death. He was number one ranked heavyweight in the country, all this stuff. He got off balance. Something happened. My guy flipped him and pinned him like this. I mean, it was a total shock. We, we go from down four to winning the, winning the match, pins him like this, and the light bulbs in the building all started popping. Oh, no, get out of here with that bullshit. Swear, swear. Light bulbs all popped in the top of the building. Unbelievable. It, I, I've never seen anything like it. And, and uh, it, was, it, was, it was deafening. And, uh, you know, the, the loudest I ever heard it in, in, in there uh, uh, when I played was when Big Country made the shot from half court. That was the loudest when we beat Missouri. And then when we went down there my first year at Kansas and they handed it to us, uh, uh, Oklahoma State handed it to us. Uh, and that was a Final Four team that they had, obviously, with the Graham brothers and Lucas and all those dudes. Uh, those are the loudest I've ever heard it. But I've never heard it like the wrestling deal. Never heard anything like that. The loudest, the loudest I heard it was my last game against Kansas. We beat Coach Williams by 33. And it was, it was so loud that I think Boshi fouled out on purpose. I think he was like, fuck this, I'm out. Because he got four, and then all of a sudden he just fouled again, and he just walked up to the bench, and he was bad. And Coach calls us over, and we're up like 40. And he's like, hey! And we were running delay game. We were running, we were running Cowboy screen down, but we were running it like Cowboy delay, way out wide. Yeah, so 2-1-2 so two, two high, spread it. Yes. You know, uh uh that's actually how I scored all my points because that guard forward pass, I shot a layup all the time. But, but, uh, uh, cause we actually ran that when I was in college. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's the same old chip, but what was amazing about that was he's like, got me in the middle on that delay game. Like I'm going to slice and <laughs> this is, this is actually the opposite of what you want to do coach. Cause I'm not going to stop. I got to get some assists here. So, but he goes, hey, we got to play out there next year. Steve, take it easy. <laughs> yeah. But that was it. It got actually. That's not true. The honestly, I think the loudest was. Uh, it must have been your first. Uh, it was one of your first years at, at TU. Ninety seven, ninety eight. Because we played Barry. And if you remember, did you beat OSU when you were at OSU? I know you beat him at, at Tulsa. Yes. Yes. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. So we so ORU comes in and we weren't supposed to be very good. It's my first year. And, you know, they lost you the year before at, at Tulsa and coach did the, I'm not playing my assistants anymore. <laughs> I'm not playing the assistants that can beat me. That was, that was, <laughs> that was the rule. And then, anyway, so we play ORU and they're down, they're up like nine with like five and a half to go and every asses are tight. They, he puts in Philip, oh, what's the kid's name? He's from Stillwater High School. Philip, Philip Owens. Philip Owens. Philip Owens. Right. And it's a made free throw, and I go up to coach, and I go, coach, we're pressing his ass. And we get it, we we get in full court, and I mean, the poor kid, it was the freshman from Stillwater coming back to Stillwater, and we end up winning by like six or seven. And at the buzzer, I threw an alley oop to Adrian Peterson, who dunked it. I mean, we we celebrated like that was we were winning the Big Twelve championship, and it was so loud. And then Barry. Afterwards, post game, he's crying. The old girl got us. The old girl Gallagher Iba got us. You know, that place was was awesome. Um, okay, so remind me of the story of your last 
college game. Now, you tell me if this is BS. You hadn't had 10 assists in a game. And so to get, so you, did you buy Manzer a case of beer so that you make sure you can get 10 assists in a game? Like, what is the, what's the real story? No, no, no. I, I don't, I don't, I don't have any idea what you're talking about because my last college game that I played in, I, I, uh, uh, we played at Oklahoma. It was also Tisdale's last home game, you know, and, uh, uh, I thought we could actually go into that game and win. I was wrong. And I shot an air ball from the free throw line in the first half. Uh, I hadn't shot an air ball from the free throw line since third grade. And uh, I was so pissed. I go into the locker room at halftime and I'm throwing stuff and, and, and cussing. And my, all my teammates just start laughing at my ass. And then I said, screw this. And then, and then I go out and I get like 18 in the second half because I was so pissed at everybody. So that was my last collegiate game. Uh, 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 it was uh, uh, not, not the most memorable at all. But, you know, I know you got all the assist records, but there was a time when uh, uh, I think I had 12 or 13 in the game as well when I, when I played the issue. How good was – how good what, – what made Wayman so good? Well, he had the best body. He had a he had a he had an unbelievable uh, 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 big butt that you couldn't get around and spin off of. His release was as quick as you could ever ever imagine, and he was a natural score. And if you threw it to his outside hand, he could turn over either shoulder. And the way that Billy ran offense, he wanted those those guys to catch it on the block and be able to score, you know, over either either shoulder, primarily to the baseline, and you couldn't guard him. And uh, uh, the other thing about him that was so good, he's, he's, he's by far the greatest ambassador the state of Oklahoma has ever known in basketball. He changed the way basketball was viewed in our, in our, in our state. And he was a better person than he was a player. Uh, he had personality that just, I mean, it just oozed out of him and, and uh, had the perfect smile and, uh, uh, what he did for the basketball in that state and for OU, obviously, will will never be matched. What anybody else will do. Uh, uh, he was he was a, he was the first AP first team All American ever as a freshman. Of course, back when Al Cinder and Walton played, they freshman play. He was the first one ever, and and uh, uh, yeah, he he was he was special, no doubt about it. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. 
Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Why did you decide to coach? Uh, I did until the last second, you know, uh, uh, my, my family are all educators. My sister's a teacher. My mom's a retired teacher. Uh, uh, my father re- was a retired educator. My grandmother was a teacher. My grandfather was a superintendent and teacher. And so I got my degree in business because I wanted to do something other than teach. And so I had no idea that you could coach and not have your, uh, uh teaching certificate. So, so, uh, uh, I got into business and so I realized when I, when I got into business later on in my career, that you don't have to have a teaching certificate to coach in college at most places. So I, uh, I worked Kansas's camp and you remember this, well, you may not, you're too young, but it used to be, you can't work your own camps. Players can't work their own camps. So all the players went other places to work camps. And so Kansas would have kids from Iowa State, kids from Nebraska, kids from North Carolina. I got on to work when I was at Oklahoma State, and I, I hurt my knee while, uh, while I was at camp. And I told this story a thousand times, but I hurt my knee while I was at camp. And after and, and after uh, camp was over, I went up and thanked Coach Brown for the opportunity to work camp. Love to hear. I, I appreciate it. He said, hey, Bill, sorry about your leg. If there's ever anything I can do for you, all you have to do is ask. And I said, well, there is one thing. And he said, name it. And right then is when I became a coach. I said, you can hire me next year to be your graduate assistant. And he said, you're hired. So in 30 seconds, I became a coach with, with, with no intention of doing that whenever I went up there to work camp. What was he like to work for? Uh, I thought he was the coolest dude I'd ever met. I thought, of course, now you got to understand something when you're young and don't know that when you when, when you're dealing with uh, 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 in our sport royalty in my mind, okay, and you're young and you don't know anything he says is gold. I mean, to me, so so I thought he was the the, the, the smartest man. Uh, 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 I thought you know he would recall a side out of bounds play in Game Four of the 1978 uh, 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 East Coast semifinals, and this this and this and this is what they did. I was just amazed with his basketball mind. Uh, uh, and I thought he was cool. Uh, he, he was, a he was a guy that was different because, you know, he's complicated as everybody knows he's complicated, but if you were in, you were in. 
and I was fortunate enough to be in, uh, 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 I figured out the best way to, for Coach Brown to enjoy you was never asking for anything. Don't take advantage of anything. So whenever we went somewhere, I always offered to pay for every meal. I pay for meal. I didn't ever ask for anything. And it's amazing to me, the more you were like that, the more he wanted to help you. And I was smart enough to pay for all my meals and stuff after that. And, and he, 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 I wasn't one of his, uh, uh, guys. I, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't one of those people that somebody had recommended to him, uh, 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 one of his, uh, uh, peers or idols, RC Buford got me in the game. And, and, uh, and then I was able to, uh, uh, spend only a year here, but I realized after being here that this is like the most fun I've ever had. Uh, of course we had Danny, we were 35 and four, went to the final four. It's not exactly easy to do that. But at that time I thought, well, shit, how hard is this? So uh, this is what I want to do. And and then we go to Oklahoma state the next year and our best players will walk on. But, uh, but that, 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 that is, that is, that, 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 that I learned a ton under him in large part because I had so much to learn, but, but still to this day, his principles that he taught me is still what we try to play by. Um, how'd you get the ORU job? Uh, I got the ORU job. I would have been a candidate for that job because nobody wanted it. It came down to me and, 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 and a good friend of mine named Lonnie Spencer from Northeastern A&M. Okay. At junior college. Uh, he went to ORU. So he was an alum. But that, that, that was, it just came down to us too. But the reason I got as much as anything was because of Sean Sutton. Because Sean was at Ole Miss and coach wanted him to hire him back at Oklahoma State. So the best way to hire him get back was to create a position. Yeah. He'd give me a job. And so, uh, uh, and I was happy about that. Trust me, I had no issues with that. And so coach got me that job and, and, and uh, you know, we were awful. They were coming off NAI. It was going to division one, it was our first year of Division One. We were awful, and uh, uh, but that's how I got that job. So when you, you take over your first head coach job, and you're young and you don't have resources, I mean, you played for Hanson, right? Then you coached with Larry Brown. Mm-hmm. Then you're with Eddie Sutton and and Leonard and, 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 and Leonard. Leonard. Okay, who who are you as a coach? Like what? Who did you- I would say at that time, I, I, I wanted to steal from all three. Uh, uh, you know, Leonard, to me, even though he started too lately, you can't you, – I mean, you talk about done a great job everywhere he's been, and he's been in hard places. Uh, uh, you know, Florida State's back football school. Oklahoma State was Miami. nothing when he, when he came in there. Miami, he, he won the Big East at Miami, and, you know, they, 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 they didn't even have a home court. They were playing in the Miami Heat arena. Uh, I mean, he's he's terrific. So I stole from him. Uh, 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 but really, from a basketball standpoint, at that time, it was Coach Brown and and Coach Sutton. You know, uh, uh, Coach Brown from a from a sharing the ball offensive standpoint, uh, what really wins, and then from uh, from an offensive standpoint, and then Coach Sutton obviously from if the other team can't score, you can't lose mindset. So. That, 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 that's kind of where I probably stole from the most from a basketball standpoint when I was young. But from a recruiting standpoint, there's no doubt. There was Leonard, and then there's everybody else. So what is it? How does he – I mean, like, he, he – here's, what, here's, what, uh, here's how it gets related to me. And I, and I know Leonard really, really well. And he's, 
he's one of those guys that can go kind of uptown and downtown, right? Like he can, he, he can, he can quote the Bible and then all of a sudden he can be the coolest dude in the room as well. Right. So how do you, but I mean, you're a, you're a white kid from the suburbs of Oklahoma city. How do you, what, how, what do you steal from Leonard Hamilton as a recruiter that you're able to apply? Uh, he works harder than everybody else. He remembers everybody on Christmas. He remembers birthdays. People that he recruited kids from Macon, Georgia in 1977. He still sent them Christmas cards. When he went to the Final Four, I always admired this about him. When he went to the Final Four, as you know, that's a time for coaches to kind of have a semi-vacation. That's a time where he worked the entire time. He would sit in that lobby. He would talk to every high school coach, every junior college coach that came in there. He made everybody feel like that, that he was there to see them. Uh, he, was, um, he, 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 he was and is amazing uh, uh, at that, uh, uh, at the relationship aspect of it. Uh, uh, I, 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 you know, Leonard was, was, was a guy that was, could come across like he's uh, uh, Huckleberry Finn and, and, and just be so nonchalant and act like he doesn't have a clue what's going on. And he studies everything. He doesn't miss anything. And uh, it was it was fun watching him play. And, and the other thing that I learned from Leonard is, uh, why would you ever share information? You already know what you know. You got to make sure you figure out what everybody else knows. And he had a unique way of getting information out of people to help you recruit that was that was better than anybody that I've ever been around, without question. I remember when you got the Kansas job, you turned like right in the middle of talking to the media and you said, y'all know I lost 21 games by, by our first year at, at ORU. Um, how'd you turn it? Oh, no, no. It, it was, it was uh, 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 the same kids that lost 18 in a row that my first year at ORU are the same kids that won 31 the last 38. Uh, my first year we started two walk-ons. Uh, we didn't know what we're doing. You know, uh, clueless. I didn't know what they were. I, I made so many mistakes at ORU that fortunately nobody knew it because we weren't covered. Like, and it wasn't social media. Give me, give me one. Give me one. Uh, uh, my way or the highway. Uh, 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 we'll outcoach them, which is the dumbest thing that anybody could ever say. Uh, uh, I probably thought that coaching won as much as players. Uh, I, I started my first season at ORU with 15 on scholarship and ended with seven. By the time the season was over, I started my next year with 15 more on scholarship and ended with eight. So I had 15 players quit during the year uh, for a variety of reasons. Could be injury, could be whatever. So, I mean, those, those are if that happened in today's time, everything would be magnified. The media would be talking about it, what happened, this, this, and that. But nobody even followed us. Nobody cared. I mean, we, we sold 50 season tickets here before I got there. So, so uh, uh, and that's not an exaggeration. So, so it was just so fresh and new, and I was learning on the job. And, and uh, fortunately, I had Barry with me, Barry Henson, and, and he was a rock. But uh, uh, that third year, things started turning, and, and, and uh, we got lucky. We recruited a kid from across the street that went to Victory Christian School that was uh, uh, basically a, an affiliate of Oral Roberts University. And we got him, uh, uh, Tim Gill. He was a great player. 
the way I used to recruit when I first got to ORU and we got a really good player this way is I used to go through those old scouting service, Mike Coonstead, whoever it is in, in, in areas, you know, in Texas or whatever. And I just go through and look for a tall kids that hadn't signed yet. And I would call them. I called a kid named Rocky Walls. He had a scholarship to Ranger Junior College. Rocky Walls ended up being maybe the best, one of the best rebounders ever at Oral Roberts University. And I, we got him and Tim Gill the same year. I got a kid, Clifford Crenshaw, from my high school, wanted to go to OSU or OU, and they didn't offer, so I got him from my high school. And then my best leader that I've ever had, ever, was a point guard named Earl McClellan. I don't know if you remember Earl. Not a good player, a great player. Started for me for four years. He's a walk-on. I didn't give him a scholarship until he's a senior. And, and, and uh, that's why we won. That's why we won. I, I had a six-man named James Cruz whose brother went to school there that was a Division three player that transferred in just because the Lord led him there. He becomes our six-man stud. And, and, and of, of all the guys that I probably recruited, I had to recruit one kid, and that was Blake Moses. I don't know if you remember sure. Big Blake. So he was our starting center. And everybody else just kind of fell there because there was really nothing else. And uh, uh, it, was a, it was a great time. And, and then at the end of you know, my last year, uh, uh, I remember setting – of course, you know C.M. Newton. C.M. Newton's daughter lived in, lived in Tulsa. So I go to dinner with my family, and we're at dinner at a place called Jamil's. Do you remember Jamil's, the, the restaurant called Jamil's? So I had a place eating at Jamil's, and I, he's sitting right there. And I said, hey, Coach Newton, uh, uh, can you tell me what an independent school like Oral Roberts would have to do to make the NCAA tournament? Because we're good. I mean, we beat Arkansas. We beat Oklahoma State. We beat Tulsa. We're good. Uh, uh, he said, uh, independent? He said, probably go undefeated. And I was like, going, well, we've already lost one. He said, well, it'd be hard to <laughs> You know, so so I knew the best we could do would go to the NIT, but but we had a good team and we got the NIT that year, which was like us going to the NCAA. Your Tulsa team in 2000. I I mean, we thought we were playing you guys in the Final Four, right? That was that was that was every everyone's vision, and obviously you guys lost to Carolina. How'd that one come together? Because I that's what I that's what I love about. I mean, your team this year, like right, like these teams that just kind of come together. Are, it's it's some in some ways more rewarding and really more interesting than a lot of the other parts to it, which is like, you know, you mentioned the you mentioned that Oklahoma State Final Four team, right? Like they don't get them if not for the fact that coach didn't go on the road recruiting, right? And Ted Owen shows up with both of them and he offers both, and they don't get them if not for the Baylor thing, not for the Baylor deal. You know, they don't have John Lucas. Yes, yeah. all of these things yeah. kind of come yeah. together. How did that Tulsa team come together? Well, the Tulsa team, uh. uh you know, the, the year before we had a kid named Michael Ruffin who played in the league for a long time, good player, uh, 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 really good player, about 6'9". And then uh, uh, he's really all we lost from the year before. And and that next year, I mean, I just had good good players. I mean, just good, solid players. Uh, our best player was a kid named Eric Coley, and Eric Coley got cut in the CBA, the Continental Basketball Association, which is long before the G League. The next year, he got cut from his team. The next year, he was our best player. We had a we 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 lucked out, and we got a kid named Brandon Kurtz, who wasn't a good player. He was a terrific player, six foot ten guy. Well, Brandon was so goofy, he picked us over Oklahoma State. Yes. And the reason why he picked us on Oklahoma State, Oklahoma State wanted him to come in the weekend 
that he had already wanted to go uh, 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 water skiing with his buddies. And it totally pissed him off that they wanted to come in. And coach says, hey, you need to come in now. This is when we, we want you to come in. And I'm like going, Brandon, God dang, if they really want you, they'll bring you in anytime. <laughs> I mean, they must, you know, and, and, and all this stuff. And so he had already visited us. And so basically he committed to us just because he didn't want to miss the water skiing deal. And, and I mean, that, that's how goofy it was. Uh, and then we had, you know, we just had Tony Hurd, Greg Harrington, Marcus Hill, David Shelton. We got David Shelton out of Independence Junior College that was a good player uh, 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 that, that had marginal academics, uh, 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 that he had a ton of work to do. And so we went ahead and took a chance and got him. And, and there was just a, a, a lot of things, but the pieces just fit. And I, I went into that, that year saying, you know what, I got six starters, guys. I can't decide who I'm going to start. So we're going to rotate starters every game. There's going to, you're only going to start five out of six games. We got six guys. They're all equal. Everybody deserves to start. And we go to Rhode Island that year in the first game, and David Shelton doesn't start. We got Rhode Island down 17 to nothing and ended up beating them 30 in their place. And I told David afterwards, I said, sorry, dude. This worked pretty good. <laughs> this we're not gonna risk. Sorry, dude. And and uh, but that was a that was a great team. We 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 weren't any good uh early, and then we go to Puerto Rico. This is where I knew we were pretty good. And you remember the team that Tennessee had with with Harris and Yarbrough yeah. and Slay yeah. and Black and Hathaway. I mean, not a good team, a great yeah. team. And my team at Tulsa beat them 20. And 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 I knew right then, hey, we got a chance. And so everything just kind of continued to grow and get better and get better. And the, the city actually fell in love with that team. Uh, uh, we opened a new building. I mean, there was some momentum. There was a, it was great. But what was good is, is that Arkansas is always good. OU's always good. They're always good. But Oklahoma State had the best team, at least in our area. You know that, and I know that. But it got to the point where, you know what? Oklahoma State and Tulsa have the best team. And then it got to the point when the pairings came out, we're going to play each other in the Final Four and in San Antonio. Uh, uh, and then uh, 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 we play – no, not in San – where was it? That year? Indianapolis. No, Indianapolis. You get beat and we get beat in the lead eight. Is that right? Yes, same day. And, 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 and I can't remember who got you in the lead eight. Florida. Who beat you? Florida. And Florida would have never even gone to the second round, but Mike Miller made a, a shot at the buzzer to win in the first round. Game. Over Scott Robish, who, used, who yeah. transferred in from Oklahoma State. Yeah. So, so, so was it Butler they were playing? Yeah. Yeah. So, so I mean, just the, and, and then we played Carolina, and Carolina had Ed Cota, Joseph Forte, uh, 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 Brendan Haywood, uh, uh, Julius Peppers, Peppers, Chris Lane. Chris Lang, Brendan, uh, uh, I can't even remember who else. I mean, loaded. But they were like an eight seed. We were four-and-a-half-point favorites. I mean, we're going to go the final four. In Austin. And my, and my kid, Coley, gets two fouls in the first four minutes. We trapped all ball screens. It changed how we played, and we got passive. And, and the next thing you know, they beat us by three. We missed a three at the buzzer to put it in OT. So, so uh, uh, uh that was probably still, until this year, the best team I'd ever been a part of. Team. Uh, uh, not the best players, but the, co- the, the intangible, intangibles were off the chart. The focus was off the chart. And, and uh, 
obviously not as good as some of the teams I've had here, or even as good as uh, a couple of the teams I had at Illinois. But they were it was everything was just like this, and and uh, and then we got beaten, and, and then we had an opportunity to go to Illinois after. That. It's interesting because I my belief is, and you can dispute this because it's your program, is that I think what you do and how good you and your staff are, and how good Fog is. Uh, sometimes distorts how good your team actually is. And so there were times in the early years where you guys got upset and people would say like, well, they got upset because like, no, actually the team wasn't that good. They just were unbelievable in the league and nobody can beat them at their place in the league. And so it, that's why the seed is so high. And then you get a neutral floor. And it's like the, the talent's not that much better. Like actually it's out of respect for what you guys do there. Um, I, it's just it's just a thought like and I know it's been what, what the other part is people don't realize it's been like 15 years since you guys lost early in the tournament. Right. Like it, it hasn't hasn't happened forever. Yeah, we, 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 we lost we lost in, in the tournament uh, uh, in the first round, my second and third year. Right. So I've been here 19 years. So it's been 16. That's years, what I said. I guess, it's been so like 15 lot. years. Right. Yeah. The Stanford one and was hurt. Right. And then uh, and that, that and that was like, we, that was the second round. Right. But I mean, that yeah, yeah. that team, that team probably wins the damn thing. You know, if, if Joel, does, if Joel doesn't, if he plays, we got a shot. Well, I mean, we got a real shot. And, no, and, he's not uh, bad. He's fairly. I mean, like, listen, I don't know if you remember this. I walk in to do your San Diego State game. Or I, yeah, I walk in to do San Diego State game. And I said, uh, how good is he? And you said, Hall of Fame. And I was like, come on. And you said, Hall of Fame. Yeah. First time you saw him, what, what was he like? Uh, I thought I, the first time I saw him, he played on an AAU team with three other guys we were recruiting. We weren't recruiting him. Nobody was. And I thought this tall guy can run. Nobody ever threw him the ball. I mean, so so we go back and watch him at his high school and, and we watched him for a couple hours practice with, you know, six foot uh, uh, power forwards and postman gardening. And Norm asked me what, what, what I think after the practice was over. And I said, he's going to be the best player we ever coach. Hands down, he's going to be the number one pick in the draft. And how, how, Norm, do, you Norm, how do you see that? Just because, oh, okay. touch, footwork, explosiveness, change directions, uh, uh, tough. You know, Joe. Joe was thin, but he was never soft. Uh, uh, and then he, we practiced here. His first day here, we you know we we had a couple of pretty good players. I mean, we had Wiggs was here. We had a kid named Tariq Black who played in the league, transferred from Memphis. That was a man. Oh, man. Uh, uh, um, grown man. And we, we, you know, we had others and, and, uh, uh, whether it be, uh, you know, Wayne Sell, I, I th- was Wayne's part of that class. I can't remember, but we had, we had, we had some, some real guys that had a chance maybe. And the first practice, he just gets his ass handed to him, uh, physically he can't compete and all that stuff. He comes up to me after practice said, coach, you're going to have, you're going to have to red shirt me, aren't you? And I said, uh, you know what, Joe, I, I don't think so. Uh, I think if you just keep grinding and keep working, I think you're going to be the number one pick in the draft. <laughs> so, so, so uh, and, and, and you know what? It, I thought it'd take two years, though. I did. I thought it'd take two, and he just got so good so fast. But, but uh, uh, he was, he was, he was different. He was special. Having he and Wiggs on that same team, they complemented each other so well because Wiggs was a guy that that really shied away from the attention. wasn't a wasn't a, a for a guy that talented, he he wasn't point hungry. He didn't care if he scored. 
you know, I was upset with him a lot because I wanted him to be more aggressive. And then when he is aggressive, he goes gets 41 at West Virginia. You know, he was one of those guys. But if we're ahead by eight with or, or ahead by 12 with eight minutes left, he's like, well, why do I need to switch? We're going to win. You know, we're going to win, coach. Everything's fine. And, 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 but Joel had a, had, had a nasty streak to him. He had, he had a nasty streak and he was smarter than everybody. Everybody. I, 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 I'm rambling now, but I, I think it's a good story. That year, I go to the Hall of Fame uh, in, in, in uh, Springfield because somebody was being honored for something. I don't remember what it was. And I go there, I'm there. I sit at a table with Calvin Murphy. And uh, we're talking. He didn't know me. I don't know him. He, I mean, he'd have no idea who I was. And and I said, "Hey, hey, Calvin, I'm coaching a guy that, believe it or not, he he reminds me of Hakeem. <laughs> There's only one Hakeem. Nobody can remind you of Hakeem. Uh, uh, and he kind of dismissed me. And I said, you know what? His footwork is, uh, you know, he studies him is." Footwork is comparable. I'm not saying it's that good, but he has a chance to be that good. He laughed at me. No way. Nobody could be this and that, which I would too if I was him. And then as the year progressed, because that, that deal I think was in October, and as, as the deal progressed, every time and, – and you know how it works. NBA guys come to every practice, all that stuff. So every time that there was an NBA guy at practice, I called Joe down to the other end. I said, hey, let's put on a little – Let's put on, let's, let's show him what Olajuwon looks like. And he would do things that Olajuwon did with his footwork and all the NBA people would just be, I mean, I couldn't believe it, couldn't believe it. And uh, he was able to incorporate that into his game. And, and uh, a, 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 as good as he is now, I still think there's another level he can get to. Well, I, 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 I think he's, I mean, he could go down as one of the best five big men of all time. People, people don't understand. They also don't. And again, this is the benefit of my dad. My dad taught me that when Elijah one came over, he wasn't a good offensive player. Like we, we all think of again, Elijah one, the dream shake. Like when he was at Houston, all he did was catch and dunk a block shot, nothing else. Mm-hmm. And he just put it together. So the idea that he got better through his work ethic and Joe wouldn't is, you know, yeah. I mean, of course he's going to get, but, of course there's another level there. He's, He's unbelievably talented. Um, and, and, and he, you know, for him to miss his first two years, yeah. uh, uh, I mean, they would be talking about him in a totally different light if he had played every year of his career. You know, he, he came out in 14, if I'm not mistaken. So what's that, eight years? He didn't even play 75% of his career so far, you know, uh, uh, his first two years. So his best ball still ahead of him if he stays healthy. I'm at the Kentucky game this year. At halftime, guys are getting run out of the gym. Run out. And it was, it was similar to the finals in that it felt like at the end of the first half, you're just, I just got to see who can play. Just, just try and shit, right? So you couldn't really, there's the, you never made a run. Like I was like, well, they'll come out, they'll make it. There's no run in the Kentucky game. You're in your coach's office at, or in that little locker room after the game and you guys are sitting around, what'd you guys say? Well, I think, I think it was a tale of two seasons almost because even though they were similar, uh, uh, the mindset in the finals was so different than that. Uh, we tasted our own blood against Kentucky and we didn't like it. 
we tasted our own blood against Carolina. And it was like, okay, all right, now let's go. Uh, totally different mindset. We, 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 we had doubt when we played Kentucky. So how, how, do you, how do you eliminate that? How did you, how did you, what, what did you do after that? I, don't, I, I think that that game actually helped us more than anything happened this year. I told him after the game, I said, hey, guys, the reason why we do things the way we do is so that we can compete and beat teams like Kentucky, not because we can compete and beat teams that we should be better than. So this is your first experience with big boy, real big boy ball. That's the team that you have to beat to go to the Final Four. That's the team you have to beat to win a national championship, that caliber team. Because that game, I'll be honest with you, I thought they were the best team in the country. I did, too. I, 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 I did, too. I, I thought they were better than Gonzaga. I thought they were better than Baylor. I thought they were better in Arizona. That day, I'm like going, who could beat these? Great defensively, unbelievable rebounder. They got a big guy they can play through. They can spread it on offense, and they got a point guard that's faster than anybody. I'm like going, how do you beat them? And, and, and we, we played a shitty triangle and two, I mean, that we hadn't practiced. I mean, we tried everything and we couldn't get anything done. And, and, and then after that though, that's when we got good because the guys, you can't win at that level unless you can make other teams play bad. And that was one of those games. We didn't do anything to make them play poorly. And so uh, I think that helped us and, and our mindset changed and we got tougher and, and, uh, the reality of it is, is, is my team that we had this year was a good basketball team, but things had to go right too. But the longer the season went on, we shot it worse. Ochai wasn't as big of a factor uh, because of, you know, obviously he, he became mortal and he wasn't as big of a factor in this stuff. And, and Christian wasn't getting off as many threes. Remy was hurt. And how did we get better? And we did. And in large part, just because guys got to the point where they actually made other people play bad. And that's why. We well, that and, and it was honestly, your point guard is as responsible for that as anybody. And I got I, I, listen, I'm going to tell you this right now. I saw you the year before. I don't know if you remember this. You, you said, what do you think? And I said, I think you need a point guard because he stinks. And you're like, I think he's a little better than you think. And I was like, man, I don't know. You got to go out and get some, you got to get it, go out and. I mean, you've had some dudes run your teams before. Usually you have two or three, you know, guys that can run, run your team. How did, how did you, how did that change? I'm like, I'm telling you last year, I didn't think you could play him in a big game and win. And um, his defense was unbelievable. Unbelievable. He, he, he's, he, first of all, he's the biggest winner we have. I mean, we 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 draw pickup teams, play pickup, do do a drip. His team's gonna win every time, and and people underestimate that that value. The other thing, he makes the game easier for everybody else. And on a on a in, in today's world where everybody is trying to get their players to share it and to move it and not to hold it and the ball sticking, as a point guard, he's our best ball mover hands down. Yep. So he he totally gives himself up in a way that helps us be better, but he's still good enough to make a play to finish. I mean, to make a pass to finish a play. But, but I will, I, we, uh, we will, if we're, if we're honest, you did go out and get Remy. You went out and get uh, the kid from, from Drake. Right. So it wasn't like, yes, yes. So it wasn't like you were totally told that he was this. Uh, uh, I, you know, when the season started, we were going to start 
Jalen Wilson and Juan would probably come off the bench. And Jalen gets in a little bit of trouble right before the season starts. And I made a decision right there that we're going to play Remy and Juan together. It was okay. It wasn't great. It was okay. Not, not anyone's fault. Just okay. Too little. And, and so uh, uh, basically when Jalen came back and I started starting is when Remy got hurt. And so it worked out perfectly that I could just slide Jalen in. Juan kept a, stayed to be, was still a starter. Remy was hurt. He knew he couldn't start because he was hurt. And then, of course, it took, you know, almost two months for Remy to come back. But, but, uh, uh, but Juan, in, in that time, he, he, this is what else pe- people don't understand is a lot of times when you recruit, you recruit on just what you see. There's more to it than that. There's, there's recruiting on what other people know he can do based on being around him every day, the type of person, how much adversity he's gone through. The kid hadn't had three squares a day in, in, in you know, his whole life. You know, you, you, you do that, and, and, and you kind of trust some other people to say, trust me, coach, he'll have the best hands of anybody you've coached, and his team always wins, and he doesn't give a crap if he ever shoots the ball. And you kind of, well – well, people like playing with him. We'll give him a chance. I mean, it's kind of like one of those deals. And, and then you find out that he's as big a winner as you have. And, and people can look at him and they can say, well, he's not very tough because he's frail. And I would look at him and every one of our players would say, he's a tough scout on our team. And, and, and you just don't know that until you're around him every day. But, uh, uh, you know, you, talent doesn't win. I mean, you can't win without talent, but you can't win big without intangibles. And, He's the guy that's got all the intangibles. He's got them all. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. 
Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Um, so McCormick, he just, last year, there were times in which he felt like he played above his level. And then the start of the year here, he wasn't great. From the second half, and you only played him five minutes in the second half of the Miami game. But that five minutes was unbelievable. That was like the greatest five minutes ever. And then what he did at the final four, like what, how did, uh, well, how did I, he, I think that, you know, how did that happen? How'd you he's go from a guy a who player, but didn't been, have really explosiveness below the rim uh, and, and, and struggled and a little bit been healthy, to you know, being as dominant been as he was down the stretch? Healthy. A, his health was the best it's been down the stretch. Uh, uh, I totally screwed him in the Miami game. Okay. Uh, because he was so good and flipped that game. He was probably as responsible as anybody flipping that game. I mean, we that's the best half of basketball we played all year. And I mean, I mean it, was, it, was, it was beautiful, it was beautiful if, uh, to watch. But he only played like five minutes, and he scored eight points, dominated, whatever he did. And was, then uh, anybody, anybody's played normally. all year. That was unbelievable. And I put Mitch in, and the lead just kept doing this, this. And, and then after it got to six minutes and Mitch had played like eight straight or whatever it was, uh, I decided not to play David because he was dealing with a, 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 a leg injury. Yeah. And just so, like, he jokes about it now. Yeah, I thought I played pretty good. And, then, you know, I didn't even put him back in, but I didn't. So it, I, 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 I kind of screwed him to make sure that we didn't put him at risk. And, and because he was just doing so good. And then in the final four, uh, Mitch really wasn't affected much. M- Mitch was okay. He was, but, but David was so good in both games. It was like, let's just ride him. And, and uh, uh, it's probably the most he played in back-to-back games all year long. His, his foot was feeling good. He's riding high on uh, adrenaline and he could see the finish line. And you know, as well as I do, whenever you're, there's something not quite right, whether it be an injury or something, and you can see the finish line, you can tough through that. It's hard to tough through two months, but you can tough through a weekend. And, and, and you know, he just did that. And, and uh, uh, even though, I, you know, he wasn't dominant, dominant. He only had 15 points in the championship game, but, but he, look, he looked like a pro when he caught it in tight. I mean, those moves he made the last two baskets to, to win it for us, I mean, those were those were big time plays. Those were pro type moves and 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 baskets. And so I'm so happy for him because he's as, as you know he's a he's a, there's not a better person uh, uh, and not a smarter kid. I mean, he gives his heart and soul to this place. Uh, but he needed that to happen, and for him to go out that way after being maybe the most maligned guy that I've had since I've been here, because you know one game he gets twenty, and one game he gets four, and and. Uh, uh, and for people to question, you know, is he the guy? Do we need to replace him? All that stuff uh, for him to go out the way he did, I think, is perfect. Uh, uh, and and you know, he's 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 not going to come back. He's he's declared he's going to stay in. And and but in all honesty, I don't think he could do better or be hotter than what he is right now. Um, I, people obviously talk about your dad. I don't know how much people and how much you divulge about your own health stuff you went through. Um. Uh, you know, more than a year ago, a couple of years ago, right? Yeah, with, yeah, with your stomach. Yeah. Um, there, there's been there's been a lot, right? And so winning your second one, it puts you at a different level. No matter how many, and you won, you know, a bajillion Big 12s, win that second one it is, now we've seen Jay shut it down. 
We've seen Roy, and obviously those guys are older. But when you won, was there any? Maybe I'm maybe I'm good. Has that ever no. has that crossed your no. mind? No, uh, it won't cross my mind until we get just to be real candid. Until we get through this NCAA stuff, it, it, it's not even a consideration. Uh, uh, I will not run from that ever until until there's a there's a finish line on that. And we th- we think we're getting closer to the finish line uh, on it. But until that is behind us, I will not not consider doing anything else or even let my mind go there. I mean, uh, uh, our focus is to, you know, obviously put a roster together. Uh, it's a little bit in flux now because we don't know for sure what everybody's doing, although we think we have a pretty good idea. And, and we know we have to we have to replace a couple of guys. Uh, you know, we're going to have to re- – we could replace all four starters, but we know we'll have to replace uh, uh, at, at least two and probably probably four, to be honest with you. So – uh, our focus is that, but, but Jay, I haven't talked to Jay. I, uh, uh, just left a message to congratulate him, but, uh, I don't know what his reason would be, but our game is crazier now than it ever has been. And, and the unintended consequences of, of the portal of NIL, of things like that are going to make it where there's less guys that go the distance like coach K and Roy and, and Jim and those sorts of guys. And, and, and I'll be one of them too, because it, it's, it, there's, there's a, a, there's too many moving parts right now that it's going to be very difficult. To so, so how do you, uh, how do you, because you actually live it and this is a great, because what happens is you get people who are in my business and they want to compare you switching jobs to players changing schools. And I, I, one, I completely disagree. You, you, you can, however you feel, just because there's so much more to it when a coach changes jobs. In addition to the fact you do have a, a contract and a buyout and there's no ramifications for, for transferring. So it makes it, makes it really, really, really difficult. If you were, if you were in charge, you're the czar. What what are a couple immediate fixes that are reasonable that 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 help stabilize things? Because I would agree, the, the worst thing is it's not there's no stability. Uh, I will say this: I think that we need to give it a little bit of time to see if it can be leveled out. Uh, I don't think just because you don't like it today is a reason to immediately go back. I think we got to give it a chance and, and allow it to be tweaked. But the fact of the matter is with the portal, to me, the portal's not as bad if it stands on its own. To me, to me, the NIL is the reason why kids are transferring. Yes. Yes. To go get a better, where are you going to get a better deal? If you don't have NIL the way it is, giving kids freedom of movement in the portal wouldn't be near as severe as what it is now. So how do you so how do you, you follow how do I'm you saying? dial back the NIL, right? Because they, they open up I, I, I don't I don't know I don't know that you dial I don't know how you do it. I don't know that you can dial it back. Uh uh, uh the genie's out of the bottle. I mean, uh uh when you start hearing about and, and also, I will say this about NIL. Uh, I'm not an expert on it. I have 
tried to stay as much out of it as I possibly can. I haven't talked to anybody concerning a, about a deal for a player, which is impermissible by the way our rules are written. So I, I don't really know everything going on, but I do believe this wholeheartedly. Whatever you're hearing that people are doing, cut it in half and then cut it in half again and then cut right. it in half again. And people are, use, people are using that as recruiting tools. I, I, I had somebody, uh, uh, I, I talked to somebody the other day that was a kid and I just asked him, hey, what's the most any player made on your team in NIL last year? The most. It wasn't him. And he told me the number. And I'm like going, that school is putting out information that makes it sound like kids are making hundreds of thousands of dollars. And it's being put out there strictly from a recruiting standpoint so you can get the next guy. And uh, it's the, the, the information is so far out there, you don't know what's accurate, what's not accurate. But there's been some things that's happened this spring that are definites. And those definites will set the bar on how – families and how agents representing the players and their families will view NIL. And it's not, it's not, uh, it's unrealistic. You got, you know, I hate to say this average players think they should be paid an exorbitant amount of money just because they're transferring and wearing that uniform. I have actually no problem with a kid that's been in a program that uh, 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 has given his heart and soul to that place to benefit from his name, image, I have no problems with that. Uh, uh, but because of the portal, there's more kids transferring in the portal, not for better basketball opportunities. They're transferring for better business opportunities, and 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 what they're being promised, and what 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 they what uh, people can actually deliver on are going to be different, in my opinion. Uh, uh, I don't know how you fix it. I don't. I don't know that you can. Uh, the days of coaching a team where that team was built through uh, recruiting, through young kids getting older, all those things, uh, those days are behind us. We're all just going to be general managers now trying to get, a, get groups of guys to fit in that, that, uh, that uh, – uh, will be an inexact science, and seeing a team grow together isn't going well, to. Well, like, I mean, like you'll never, you may never have another Mitch Lightfoot, right? A Mitch Lightfoot. Well, you, yeah, you, you might could have some of them, but you're never going to have another. Uh, could you have another Ochai? You could, you could, but the reason it'll be you could have another Ochai is because at the school that he's presently at. There's opportunities right. that will, will 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 allow him to if he's continue at, if to he's at, If Ochai's at uh, K-State, okay, and he he plays as well as he played early on, which was real, was unexpected, then the whole offseason you got to deal with somebody trying to poach him and offer him more money to go to a school that has boosters and better resources, right? And that's well, well, it, it did happen to K-State. It happened right. with Nigel Pack. You know, uh, uh, and there's nothing wrong with what him choosing to pick another school, any of that stuff. Uh, uh, there's nothing wrong with any player doing that. But it, but but when players do that, it encourages all the players moving forward that this is an avenue. Well, this is explore. And, this, and this is the issue with it. And Nigel Pack, obviously, Bruce got fired, so there's a there's a different window there in terms of 
playing for a different coach. But there is the, the difference in people say, well, it's like pro basketball, like maybe European pro basketball, because in the NBA, you don't have a one year contract. That's the, the issue is not the contract. The issue is that when you fought for four year contracts for student athletes, now it's like, I'm, I'm out, you know? Yeah. It's, I, I don't, I don't envy it. And then for you now, like, look, you have a couple of McDonald's all Americans, right? So you got the, if they play and they play well, they go to the league. That's what everybody wants. But if for any reason they're not as good and, or maybe you have older guys that are better now, all of a sudden, do you manage those expectations? Like this, there's, there's no winning. There's, there, there's a, uh, something happened yesterday, and, and, yeah. and you saw it with uh, a, a good, a good yes. player at Miami, uh, 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 good player. I mean, second team All ACC, good player. Uh, uh, that basically said, "Well, if other people are making this, I'm transferring if I can't get this, the same thing," and put it, said it publicly. Uh, had his agent put it out there, and people can say, "Well, that's BS," or "That's this," or "That's that." That's the environment that's yeah. been created. I mean, it's it's uh, uh, it's not only about coaching your team, but how do you control a locker room? How, 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 how do you how do you know that this guy right there is making three times more money and is the eighth man than this guy right here that's busting his ass and delivering for the school and he's making a, a, a third of what this other guy's making? It's going to happen everywhere. It's going to happen everywhere, and so that you know, I, I, I don't, I don't know how you do it, but but uh, that's just it's just going to be another element that it's it's so inexact. I don't think anybody's going to know how to deal with it in Hamlet. It's going to be, uh, you know, Carolina. I'm not an expert on anybody else's program, but to me, Carolina looks really good. They got all their guys coming back, and and the guys that are coming back are the guys that actually got them to the national championship game. That's a win, 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 win for everybody. But to have uh, 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 those guys come back and 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 then potentially make a quarter of what somebody that's never given anybody anything, never made a basket, don't even know if he's any good yet, can he fit in? And 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 you know they've been uh, uh, not guaranteed, but been led to believe that their dollar amount would be totally different. And it's not the schools that are leading them to believe that. This, 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 schools can't give money. I mean, it's not schools giving money. Certain people are so much further advanced in NIL and following the rules and maximizing opportunities and being aggressive that obviously that maybe they can do certain things. And, and, and I'm not saying Carolina's doing anything. I'm, I'm just saying it's a, that's the perfect world. The players that have made you successful and propped you up, they want to come back. What's going to happen is teams that exit in early in the first round or don't get in the tournament or something like that. And you're going to go take this kid and this or that kid. And in order to get that kid, somebody else is saying they can give them a, this amount of money. So you got to better that in order to get them. And then where does that put you in relationship with the other kids on your team and all that stuff. And whether the players have the coaches have anything to do with it or not, when you were at Oklahoma state, if something happened within your program, you still think coach Sutton was yeah. the reason why it happened. I mean, so so no matter what happens, the players are still going to think the head coach is the reason why this has happened. And so uh, it, it's, it's going to make for some interesting times for a lot of folks, including us. I mean, everybody's going to have to deal with it. 
I got, I got two more. You've been great with your time. This is an important one. Tiger played two days ago at Southern Hills. Why the hell didn't he call you for some course knowledge? Like, I mean, well, who knows that place better than you? I had, no, many people do. You know, when I was when I left Tulsa, this is one of the biggest screw ups of my life. When I left Tulsa, I had just been giving that week a membership to Southern Hills, a lifetime membership to Southern Hills. I mean, I went through the interviews. I did all that stuff. I was getting my family a lifetime membership to Southern Hills. Illinois offered me the job two days after I got accepted at that. And me being an idiot, I called those people and I said, I'm sorry, uh, uh, in good faith, I can't do this. I can't, I can't take this. Because even if I left Tulsa, it was going, still going to be my membership. Right. But I, 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 it was the wrong thing to do because the only, thing, the only reason I got it is because I was staying at Tulsa. So I actually could have been an expert on Southern Hills and played it every day. But I gave that up uh, because uh, we left to go to Illinois. But Tiger, you know, I think Tiger knows the course pretty well. He's already won there once. Yeah, I know. I I know. Honestly, might be my favorite course I've ever played. I mean, I haven't played nearly as much golf as you. And the number one reason is um, you can play one ball. Right. Like, I, I, I just I can't I'm not good enough. You know, when it's like Carson Creek, one of those things goes in the trees. I, you go get it. I'm not fighting a snake to get the ball. There, it's, there's no water. Right. It's just a great country club style, American style golf course that it can be a long, long day in that heat. But you play one ball. It's pretty fun. Well, mo- I, I, I know you know this. Most of the pros, they actually play with one ball regardless <laughs> Where they're playing. I'm talking about for anybody who's who's yeah, who's, who's but not. The, but I have I have a, I played some nice places. Uh, uh, no question. But uh, I don't know. You know, uh, Pine Valley to me is like the best of the best. But uh, uh, I don't I don't know if if uh, uh, I may take Pine Valley first. But I don't know if, if I played a track as nice as uh as Southern Hills. It's big time. All right, last thing. We've had you've had a couple weeks. You've done this before. You've won a title before. And I guess only time you win titles is when you have some comeback, right? That's your thing. Um, how's it feel? Uh I I'm 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 down off the cloud. Uh it has felt ridiculously good, just like everybody would, would assume it does. Uh but the bottom line is we have to capitalize on that and we got a lot of work to do. So I, I, I think our time to relax will be uh, a month or two from now uh, where we actually catch our breath. April, as you know, is the worst month of a college basketball coach's year. Uh, the season's just over managing your roster. Who's leaving, who's staying, who's declaring, who's going, who's serious, dealing with agents, uh, setting in with agent meetings, uh, uh, you know, still trying to recruit this year, but you got to be ahead of next year. You know, it, it's it's a busy, busy month. Uh, uh, and so I think that getting through this month, I'll have a chance to relax and probably enjoy it more. But I will say this, uh, uh, and I said this many times, you know, the the wins never feel as good as the losses feel bad. Never. You know, you could, you could have 30 wins and two losses, 
and you're going to remember the two losses are going to hurt more than 30 wins. I mean, no question. this is the one time where the win feels better than all the losses combined. Why? Because you, it's, you're, the, you're the last one standing. It, it, there, there's a finality to it. It's, uh, uh, it's, can you imagine winning the gold medal in swimming in whatever event you do after you never won a gold medal in all the events for the previous six years and you get a stand up there on the gold medal stand. That's kind of what this feels like. So, uh, and you, and you would, you would replay, you would rather have that one moment than all the other moments if, if they were flipped. And so that, that's kind of, and you said something really, really, really well earlier. You know, we've had some good runs here. I mean, we've had some good runs and we've had some good teams and we won the league a few times and, and all those things. And, and if you start listing, well, if you start listing all the things, you know, Hey, Hey, for, for 22 years, the worst team that we've had is a four seed in the NCAA tournament. I mean, we've been a one seed. I think if we, if you count 2020, which we would, we would have been, I think we've been a one seed like 10 of the last 16 years. I mean, we, we've had a pretty good run here <laughs> and, and all those good years, don't feel near as good as that one moment. It, 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 it's, it's, uh, it's, inc- it's incredible. So, uh, uh, yeah, we want to savor it, but we also need to build off of it though. You've been awesome with your time. Uh, let's, let's play some golf when things slow down and I appreciate you. We're going to play drum, right? We're going to meet in drum, right? And play or what? We can, we can do drum, right? We can do whatever you want. I'll drive, I'll drive, I'll drive to you. <laughs> All right, man. Hey, enjoyed it. You're the best. Thank you. Okay, so as far as name, image, and likeness, so here would be my outside observer's thoughts. I think, I think you're going to have to go back to the, you can't, you have to transfer, you have to sit out for a year. That's the only thing that slows the portal is you sit out for a year. No one's saying we take your eligibility away. But if you want to slow this down and you want to make it like you really want to make somebody think about transferring so they don't just get mad and transfer out. But it also goes hand in hand, name, image and likeness. If you want it to return to being name, image and likeness, then you have to have played a season for a team before you collect any name, image and likeness from playing that season with that team. That takes away the bidding war for high school players. The sitting out for a year changes the bidding war for transferring players. It still allows players to get money from name, image, and likeness and should make them want to stay in school longer, like I think is having a positive effect. Can't transfer in your league. Got to sit out for a year. Can't collect name, image, and likeness till you've played a season. What do you think? Hit me up on Twitter at Gottlieb Show. Uh, the Facebook page is the Doug Gottlieb Show Facebook page. And, of course, uh, Gottlieb Show is also the IG handle. My thanks to Bill Self. That was amazing. Reminder, the Doug Gottlieb Show is daily, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific, on your iHeartRadio app, FoxSportsRadio.com, or your Fox Sports Radio stations. I'm Doug Gottlieb. This is All Ball.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.